This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. On a previous episode of Steelers Standard, we worked our way from top to bottom in the AFC Conference, talked about what team ceilings were and what their floor was for the 2021 season. We got almost all the way through the playoff teams. We got from Team 1 to Team 6, worked our way from the Chiefs to the Browns. But we have some unfinished business left to attend to, including a playoff team from last year, which is where we will start the festivities today. The Indianapolis Colts, they were the seven seed last year, getting that final wild card spot. They went to Buffalo in the first round, put up an admirable effort, but eventually bowed out to the yeah. Buffalo Bills. Phillip Rivers' last game in the NFL came in that loss to Buffalo. Uh, so moving on from a quarterback, but other than that, it's a roster that for the most part is the same and for the most part is still very good all the way around. But it's that big question at that quarterback position as yeah. Carson Wentz now comes in and will be the starter for the Indianapolis Colts. And, you know, looking at their ceiling, yeah, I think that they're at best looking to get back into the playoffs. There's just, and Jacob's going to disagree with me because he's kind of been high on the Colts in this I have been season, too. but there's just something about them, and maybe it's a little bit of worry with Carson Wentz, not that he can't reach the level that he did in Philly at one point uh, eventually, but maybe just you know with that first year uh, of getting his feet wet with this new team, even though he's very familiar with the coach that's on that this team. I see their ceiling as a playoff team, but losing again in that first round in the wild card round. See, I have, them, I have their ceiling at, in the divisional round, and I think it's – and I might be putting too much stock in Carson Wentz. I know he was really bad the last time that we saw him. Um, and granted, was it all his fault? No. I don't know if you can say that it was. It was I don't. Not. I don't think it was. But at the same time, he was bad the last time we saw him. You definitely can't take that away from him. Um, but at the same time, I think the one thing for the Colts that they really have working for them is they have a fantastic offensive line. Um, that's something that Wentz did not have in Philadelphia by any stretch of the imagination. It was really bad. Um, and oh, by the way, you know, his skill guys are, are pretty decent and he's got a fantastic running back. Not to say that his running backs in, in Philly were, you know, uh, a dumpster fire or anything like that. But I don't know if any of them have the potential that Jonathan Taylor does. And oh, by the way, behind that offensive line, you can rely on him a little bit. And it's something, you know, I don't know if Carson Wentz really had in, in Philadelphia. And oh, by the way, their defense is really good uh, in, in Indianapolis. Yeah, um, I think awesome. yeah right I think that that I think the defense really not to say that, that Carson Wentz is going to rely on a great defense because we all know what the NFL is now we all know it's a passing league we all know that he's going to put numbers up I mean even when he was bad in Philadelphia and the team was bad he was still still putting up you know big numbers but um, I see them as a, a divisional type team um, that's probably their ceiling I could see a scenario in which they get to the AFC championship game I don't think it's very likely um, but I do think their ceilings like a divisional team and then losing in the divisional round, um, winning their first playoff game. Um, because again, I think there's, you know, I know I made the, the case for Tennessee about how they have a ton of talent and I know talent doesn't necessarily win you anything, but they have too much talent. I think, um, you know, to not, to not make the playoffs one and two, I, I think they have too much talent to not win a first round playoff game. I'm going to go here. I'm going to say, their ceiling is probably going to be a division win. And then with that, 
two playoff wins. Ah, oh, I knew you were going to put him in the AFC Championship game, you bastard. What's so wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. I just knew it. I, I think when you talk about a ceiling, you're talking about all-time, your, your, your top potential here. So I think the ceiling is Carson Wentz comes back and returns to form to when he was in, what was it, 2018, when they went to the Super Bowl because of his regular season prowess, because of his partnership uh, with Coach Reich. So I think you, you, you bring those two back together, and I think that can lead them to a AFC Championship game. I'm not saying they're going to get the number one overall seed, so that's why I cap it at two playoff wins, because if I put them at the number one overall seed, two playoff wins would put them in the Super Bowl. I don't think that's the ceiling. I think that's a little far-fetched. I think they have a decent enough defense, and I think their offense with Carson Wentz, if he returns to form, is at least an AFC playoff appearance with the division win to boot. The floor, I think, is no worse than the seventh seed. I still think they're good enough to make it. If they can make it there with a, what, 38-year-old Phillip Rivers, 39-year-old, 37, however old he was last year, they can make it with a young Carson Wentz, even if Carson Wentz is the Carson Wentz you saw in Philadelphia. However, that's not even going to happen because the offensive weapons in Indianapolis are better. The offensive line protection in Indianapolis is better. Everything that Philip Rivers or that Carson Wentz has available to him in Indianapolis this year is far better than what he had last year in Philadelphia. So even if he's not great, as not as great or nearly as great as he was the last time he played with Frank Reich, I don't think it's going to matter. I still think they're going to be a playoff team. I think their I think their floor is a seven seed and maybe a first-round exit like it was this past year when they went into Buffalo and lost in the first round. I think their floor, um, Jake, is – and I agree I agree with everything that you just said, um, and that's one of the reasons I think that they'll be a playoff team. But I do think their floor is just missing out on the playoffs and, and fighting for it, being competitive all year long, and then maybe losing it in the last week or something like that. And I'm not saying that I believe Carson Wentz is going to go back to the guy that he was in Philly mm-hmm. – but obviously there is a potential for that. They're not a worry, but there's, you know, we've seen it. So again, that, that's going to be in the back of your head. What if Wentz isn't as good as we originally thought that he was? And that's a possibility. Right. Uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if it takes him, as Tom, as you said, a year to really get acclimated back into that offense and really show what type of player he is, you know, and if, you know, you get a couple bounces that don't go your way or something right. like that you know, you could be on the outside looking in. And granted, I, I agree with you. I think they're a playoff team. I think they win their division. But at the same time, I could see a scenario, you know, a floor in which they don't make the playoffs simply because Wentz wasn't as good as we thought he was going to be. Yeah, And that's exactly where I would put my floor too. And that will be the reason why they would reach the floor is that Carson Wentz, remember, you can't use injury as a reason for reaching a floor. Where assuming right, everybody right, right. Stays Everyone healthy. stays healthy. Carson Wentz, if he can't adapt to this offense that he should be somewhat familiar with, granted, with Frank Reich being the head coach and the primary uh, play caller on offense, if he somehow can't adjust to that, if he has trouble, you know, in a new environment in Indianapolis, you know, the wheels could completely fall off because one thing they got last year from Phillip Rivers was finally that consistent quarterback play. Yeah, he didn't turn the ball over a ton Not last much. year. He played no. really well last year. He did. He really you know, utilize that running game that the Colts have and, and utilize the Colts' strengths to his advantage. Right. And they were finally able to get into that playoff, uh, to earn a playoff spot 
after uh, Andrew Luck walked away from the right, team, right, they've right. been trying for so long. Jacoby Brissett, you know, is he the guy? He's not. The... Well, you finally saw with Philip Rivers what someone with that kind of pedigree can do with this team, and that's go eleven and five and be a playoff team. And now Carson Wentz has to be the one that comes in. I, I think that if he comes in and you know plays kind of mediocre to below mediocre, they could definitely hit a floor of a seven or eight win team, and just being on that very outside looking in eight or nine as far as the conference standings are concerned and oh by the way it's not that's not all on rivers or rivers uh Wentz yes. either you know what if the defense takes a step back or you know, the offensive line isn't as good as they were last year granted i don't really see how that's going to happen but <laughs> minus an injury i know that injuries aren't a part of this but you know those are variables that go into it too it's not if Wentz isn't as good as we thought he was that means the colts aren't a playoff team there's other variables that go into it too but again um yeah, I think a lot of it, though, does kind of fall on Wentz's shoulders. Moving to the teams that did not make the playoffs last year. There's the, only one team to start this conversation The team with, that Tom. was on the very outside looking in at 10-6, and six, the number eight finisher for the conference in 2020, the Miami Dolphins. I have their ceiling higher than I have the Colts ceiling in Miami. Mm, I have I like the Dolphins that, not only getting to the playoffs, but winning a playoff game this year as their ceiling. I think that they can get to the AFC Divisional round. I think that it's a lot riding on Tua Tagovailoa, but a lot of the reports you see this offseason is that he is a completely different person than what he was last year. He admitted himself he really struggled picking up the playbook last year, and this year he finally feels like he's got a really good grasp of things as they work their way towards training camp down in Miami, but they've got such a good defense that's underrated. I think they've got a really, really underrated head coach as well in Brian Flores, and they've got weapons on that offensive side of the ball, and I I feel like this is the year Miami finally gets over that hump and gets into the playoffs for sure, and I think that their ceiling once they do get to the playoffs is winning a playoff game. I mean, this is a team that had a point differential of plus 66 last year and was a 10-6 and six football team. You don't really see that kind of team miss the playoffs too often, and I think they're even better than they were last year this year. Yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely better this year than they were last year. Um, you know, they bring in Jalen Waddle too. I mean, he's going to be an impact playmaker for them right away. You know, they, they have Will Fuller now. I know, you know, he missed, what, the last, was it six games of the year last yeah. year, PEDs? Um, so, I mean, yeah, you have him coming in, and Fuller's a good player too. Uh, you have Devontae Parker. Um, I think, you know, it's it's a little interesting because Miles Gaskin is still their number one running back, but they're definitely – they're definitely more talented now, and Tua has some starting experience under his belt. Their defense is really good. Um, but again, I, I just have my worries about Tua. Um, not that I don't think he's going to be good at some point or it could happen this year. Um, I just worry that, you know, when they open up the, the offense for him fully, when they go more vertical because they have to, um, because we saw last year they just didn't allow him to go vertical for whatever reason. I don't know if they were saving him or they were worried about, you know, his hip or whatever. Um, but when they do it, will it be too much on him too soon? You know, he only played in, I don't know, I can't remember how many games he started last year, but he didn't start the full season. Um, I guess it's a nice insurance policy, too, that they have Brissett behind him, too. Brissett's proven that, you know, he can – he can help if need be, and you saw last year. I mean, I know then again, two is not Philip Rivers, but you saw Brissett taking quarterback sneaks at the goal line and things like that, and powers and that sort of thing. Not to say they're going to use him in that role, but he's shown that he can play. Um, when you look at the Dolphins, I definitely think they're a playoff team. I think their ceiling, though, is probably winning a playoff game. 
Um, I mean, I know last year they were um, you know just on the outside looking in, and they re, you know they were ten and six last year, and you're probably going to make the playoffs more often than not if you're ten and six. Um, I know that's not a possibility this year, but uh, I, I think their ceiling's winning a playoff game. Mm-hmm. I don't see them going much farther than that, just because of Tua. Not to say that he's holding them back, but again, he's still only in his second year. I'm going to match you guys both. I think even though I'm a lot higher overall in the Dolphins than I am the Colts, and anyone who listens to the show knows how big of a fan I am of this team and of Brian Flores and everyone else in the Dolphins organization, I'm still going to have their ceiling a little bit lower than the Colts. I said the Colts' ceiling was a division win and at least two playoff wins, or a cap at two playoff wins. I'm going to say for the Dolphins, it's still a wild card spot yeah. because I have too much faith in the Bills to lock yeah. down the AFC and, East. And, oh, by the way, the Patriots are there too, you know. I That's mean, fair. That's fair. But still, I I mean, I think it's the Bills' division to lose. Absolutely. And, and we're saying if no injuries are accounted for in this hypothetical, I can't say that, oh, Josh Allen gets hurt for the whole season, right, the Bills right, collapse, right. and then Miami takes advantage of it. That would be the only way I would see that happening, but we're not doing that in these hypotheticals. So I'm going to say they're capped off at a playoff appearance. They get in this year, and they get one playoff win. The reason I have more faith in the Colts to do it, to do at least one more, is just because Frank Reich, I think, has proven more in his time as head coach than Brian Flores has. That uh, it's, it's sad just because, you know, I think – that Brian Flores could have done me. We don't know if Brian Flores and the Dolphins make the playoffs last year, rather than Frank Reich and the Colts, maybe Brian Flores goes into Buffalo and wins that game. You don't know, but I'm just going to say that with Carson Wentz too being the guy who won an NFL MVP award. I did he win that year? Am I, am I totally making that up? He got hurt. Carson yeah, Wentz, I guess yeah. he didn't win that but year, but, but on track to win it. Uh, we don't know exactly as, as good as the reports have been coming out of camp uh, about Tua Tagovailoa this year, you still know what Carson Wentz did at least at one point in his career, and that was alongside Frank Reich. So the re- that's that's the only reason I have the Dolphins' ceilings just slightly below the Colts. I still think they can pull off an upset if if they are a wild card team. They'll have to go on the road, of course, to win a playoff game. But I'll say you know capped off a one playoff win. And in terms of the ceiling. I still think it's still a seven seed, maybe eight seed. The floor, they just, yeah, sorry, for the floor. I think it's a seven seed as the last wildcard team or maybe, again, an unfortunate uh, break for them. They get the eight seed even though they could have been in there. They could have been in it with maybe not a 10-6 and six record. I guess the equivalent would be a, a nine and eight record, something like that. Well, I think their floor would be – reached because of Tua not being able to take those strides much like that's how we my word about Carson Wentz you know adjusting to a new team it's even more so of a worry I think with Tua as it's only his second year in the NFL and where Carson Wentz has you know got a track record and can show that he has done it before Tua really can't do that I mean even last year Tua had to be pulled in games for Ryan right, Fitzpatrick right. just because he wasn't up to snuff and of course that's fine as a rookie and you know, such a unique situation in Miami where they were able to do that and pull quarterbacks in and out like that. Not they kind be, of they kind of have that ability now, not in the same not way. Not going to be that case though, because right, because you know, he's your Fitz, guy, and Fitz is in Washington, so you right. don't really have that insurance blanket behind. I mean, I know you have Brissett, but I mean, what I'm saying is, is like if two is not good, Brissett was Brissett's worse than Fitzpatrick too. It's not yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's not a it's not a apples to apples situation, yeah. but at the same time. You know, Brissett's shown that he can win at the NFL level. But, I, I don't know. 
yeah, I think that if they have trouble adjusting with Tua and if Tua can't really get to where they need to be in the league, right. I, I think they could win six games this year. It could be something yeah. as bad as that. It could be. Also, I think they're in a lot of trouble for the future because they've built this team tremendously around this quarterback position and they pulled the trigger on Tua to be that guy with the number five pick a couple years ago. And if he isn't going to pan out already, then they already have to try to scramble with a roster that's probably going to keep them good enough to not pick in the top 10 anymore. Right. No, their roster is definitely good enough to not pick in the top 10. Um, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I look at the offense and again, it's predicated on Tua. And I know that, you know, it's only a second year. If he's bad this year, does that mean the you know, the, the sky is falling? No, it doesn't mean that. But again, when, when you use that high of a pick on a guy, you know, that's why you build your offense around him. That's why you build your team around him. That's why he's your, you know, he's your starter now in his second year in the league. And last year your plan was to play him a little bit to get him acclimated to the league. I mean, that's why you did what you did. There, there's no doubt about that. But again, I mean, with with this roster, even if just hypothetically speaking, I know this isn't what we're talking about, but we got into a deeper conversation here. If Tua is bad or he gets hurt or whatever and Brissett is the quarterback, they're not going to pick if, in the top if 10, Wentz, I don't think. It's no, Brissett is Oh, Brissett is now Miami. on yeah, Miami. He's in Miami. Right. Sorry about that. But what I'm saying is like even even if Tua isn't there and he doesn't play or he gets hurt or whatever it is, Brissett is good enough to make them, you know, a, a mediocre team. They're not going to pick in the pick in the top 10 as you said, Tom. So again, yeah, I mean, I see a situation even if Tua doesn't get hurt if he plays bad where, you know, they're fighting for a wild card spot. They're a competitive football team. I don't see a scenario in which they're not a compet at least a competitive football team. I really don't. I think they're right. I think they're going to be a competitive football team, but I could see them, I don't know, like 8 and 9 or or, you know, 7 and 10 or something like that if Tua doesn't get acclimated right away or, you know what I mean, it takes him a little while as, as a full-time starter for the first time. That's kind of where I see them. But, again, that doesn't mean they're not competitive and you're not going to be in the top 10 with a 7-10, 8-9 record. You're just not. The Las Vegas Raiders finished in ninth place last year. They were the last team to have a 500 record in the AFC. Uh, with Vegas... Is there ceiling a playoff spot? Maybe. I, I think don't know. that's who that might be a little generous to be honest. That, with I honestly think their ceiling might be finishing five hundred just yeah. like last year. Well, you can't finish five hundred. The eight this year, seed, the nine seed, nine or nine and eight yeah. is where I think the Raiders would end up. And yeah, I think they'd be at their best. I think they'd be the team that gets their heart broken in week uh, eighteen. Yeah, as a team gets eliminated and gets the seven seed as they're sitting at the number eight or the number nine seed. You know. I just think that this experiment with Carr, although I think he is a good quarterback and I think could really do damage on a different team, I just think his time in Vegas, more specifically with the Raiders organization, is just kind of reaching its end. Yeah. And mainly their coach is just, you know, he's kind of a buffoon to be, you know, to not have a better – I can't he, paint him in he, a more graceful light than that. He's, he's kind of stuck just a buffoon in, right He's now. stuck in 2002, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's very obvious – you know, I, I know that they, they made some decent moves. You know, they have John Brown coming in, not that he's a, a superstar or anything like that. They have one of the best running backs in the league in Josh Jacobs. And as you said, Tom, Derek Carr's pretty darn good. I mean, he really is. He doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Why don't they win? It's fairly obvious. You know, it, it's just, it, it's a tough situation. And like you said, Tom, um, I think they're, they're see, I, I mean, I, it might be a little generous to say their ceiling is a playoff team. But we've seen it before, where where teams sneak in at nine and eight, or you know, or well, I guess we've never seen that before. But you get what I'm saying, you know. Mm -hmm. Some teams sneak in with a losing record. Granted, that doesn't happen all the time. But 
you know, or you sneak into a wild card spot and you probably shouldn't have been there. Look at the Chicago uh, Bears last year. Right. I know that's in a different division. They but, fell up into that right. spot. They, I they, don't see They them. stumbled in there. I don't see, because the AFC is so much more right. competitive I, and deeper, I don't see that. I don't happen. either, but I think that's, it, it's, it's not a realistic ceiling because this is the best they could possibly do. Mm. But at the same time, I, you know, I could see them rattling off some wins in a row and and you know they do play Kansas City tough they they did it last year too don't forget not to say that they're going to beat Kansas City twice or anything like that but right. they do play them tough and you know I, I think that's their ceiling am I very confident in that ceiling no but they do have a, a competitive football team they do have a, a team that you know is around 500 all the time and you know when you're when you're not making the playoffs I mean I guess that's the worst place to be from a draft perspective but they're always competitive. You know, they, they really are. As much as you might, we, we all might think John Disregard, Gruden's an yeah. idiot, which I think he is, they're always competitive. They, they are. Yeah, I'm going to say maybe, this is a weird thing to say, but maybe their ceiling is their floor in terms of they're not going to do much, but they're not going to do too little either. Cause yeah, I kind of they're like with, eight, eight, nine. I kind nine of agree with Kellen. They're not going to just fall apart at the at the scenes. I don't, I don't see them don't as see, like foreign yeah, exactly. or anything like that. But I don't see them doing anything too far away from just average. So I think their ceiling is their floor. They're going to be maybe the 9 seed, maybe the 10 seed, go 9 and 8, 8 and 9, maybe 7 and 10. But I don't see anything better than 9 and 8. I think 9 and 8, if you want to call it a ceiling, it's not a very good ceiling. That's their ceiling. But I don't see them falling really below like six and eleven either, so that's only a three-win window that they have there. Yeah. So I don't think it's there's much variance to them next year. As far as the floor goes for the Raiders, I think they can completely bottom out. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I disagree. I think that they could get to four wins. They could get to three mm-hmm. wins. I just think, think cars good. I think they're they too just float in the middle. Yeah, I think they're too talented, at least offensively. I mean, their defense isn't bad, but this will be the first time they also have fans in the stands, and that could be yeah, a big deal true. for them. Yeah, I mean, having Carr. I mean, like we talked about, Carr is a top. I think he's a top 12 quarterback in this league. I don't know if I'd feel confident putting him in the top 10 off the top of the head, but I'd, I'd feel confident like top 12, top 13. And that's in the that's in the right side of the top 32, obviously. You're on the right side of half. Jacobs is a good back. I mean, I think the receivers are pretty good. Waller's fantastic as a right. tight end. Waller's a top three tight end. I mean, league. I think their offense is good enough to keep them afloat. I, I mean, granted, you know, I, I, we haven't seen the Raiders completely bottom out the last yeah. handful of years, sure. but I mean, I could, you know, it could happen. I just think they're too talented, at least offensively, to like be four and thirteen or you know five and whatever twelve or whatever it is. The New England Patriots finished number ten last season, went seven and nine in the AFC, made some noise early, kind of looked like a playoff team. Cam Newton came down with COVID. Wheels kind of fell off yep. from a team that was already stricken with a lot of opt-outs to begin the season anyway. And they kind of fell back down to earth, eventually finishing at 7-9. and nine. You know, this is a team actually where I have their ceiling as winning a playoff game and getting to the AFC Divisional mm. round. Wow. Uh, and I think the reason why I said that is because at first I said my ceiling would be them making the playoffs. And then I told myself, well, if they get into the playoffs, Bill Belichick can obviously win a playoff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's old hat for him. So I had to just give them at least one win when I also said that they could make the playoffs. Whether Cam Newton can kind of put something together or not, or they have to hand things off to Mac Jones, I think they've got a roster that they really put a lot of money into this year to play with either a limited quarterback in Cam Newton, 
just based on his skill set or a limited quarterback in Mac Jones just based on being a rookie and right. getting acclimated to the NFL. And having a completely different skill set than Cam Newton. Yeah, I think it's a very quarterback-friendly offense no matter what way you slice it. And I think they get a lot of those opt-outs back on the defensive side of the yeah. ball, including some additions like Matthew Judon from Baltimore, Oof. who they signed, which is going to be a big help for that defense. And now Belichick had a full season under his belt where he can learn what things were like without Brady. And he had kind of a hand tied behind his back as well throughout that full season. Now he can go into this season with a fresh perspective, a full off season, an entire roster at his disposal. And he's still the best coach in the history of the NFL. Definitely the best coach that's active in the league right now that, you know, I could see them getting to 10 or 11 wins in new England, despite who the, whether the it's quarterback is Mac Jones or Cam Newton. And I, I could see them getting to a playoff game now. The floor I could see them with is being like a four-win team, a five-win team if Cam Newton just can't play football anymore or Mac Jones just is lost when he yeah. gets his hand on the wheel. But I, I lean more towards the ceiling than I do the floor. I think they'll definitely be a winning football team, and I think making the playoffs at the very least is, is probably likely. Yeah, I have them. their ceiling as a playoff team. Um, I could see a scenario where they win a playoff game, don't get me wrong. I just think you know if they don't win their division, which – it's it would be tough to win the division with Buffalo and Miami, you know, um, two pretty good teams, two teams that we all seem to think are going to make the playoffs. They all seem to think that are going to be good football teams. It'd be tough to to see them winning it. And if they don't win their division, you know, you're you're going to be a wild card team, and you're probably going to play. Uh, I don't how how did it work last year? You'd play what the three or two seed? Who who gets the? It's it's seven two six three right. five four. Okay, so you're not you're not gonna play the one seed, obviously, but you know you could be in a scenario. I could see them winning a playoff game, but I have them as a playoff team for their floor. I mean, I I just think, I think they're gonna be like last year is their floor, you know, competitive. And before Jacob, you give your take on both these teams since we're running out of time. The other team that we needed to get to was the Chargers. They're the last one that's really relevant as far as the AFC yeah. is concerned. I think it's the same thing as the Patriots as far as ceiling is concerned. Yeah. For me, they could definitely win a playoff game, but I think their floor is a little higher than the Patriots. I don't see them being much worse than an eight and nine team and no. an eight team. This no, year. I don't either. I think LA is gonna take a big step forward. As good as. Um, Herbert is and in the LA. roster in general, right? In the roster in general, Derwin I mean, James stays healthy, yeah. right? And that's that's a big key for them too. Rosa still on that defense, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's, the Chargers could be a playoff win, a divisional round team, yeah. But they're they're not going to be any worse than the eight seed. No, the these two teams are really similar in that way. Like their ceilings are are similar, and their floors are really similar. Yeah, I'm gonna say for the Patriots, I see them sneaking in. Maybe I don't know if I see them getting a playoff win just because. I think the competition is too healthy. I think if they get in, you know, do you consider them as the second wildcard team in the AFC East alone? Do you guys have the Miami Dolphins getting in ahead of them? I don't really see the Patriots kind of sneaking in as the number two seed from the AFC East and then the Dolphins sneaking in as the number three seed out of that division. So I would put them as the number three team coming out, coming out, out of that division. I don't know about a playoff win just because – if you're the third team coming out of one one division, you're going to play the two seed or the three seed. And I just think right now the Bills or the Browns, whoever that team is, those are the teams that we predicted to be in those two spots. I think those two teams are going to be too good. And it's nothing against Bill Belichick, but I just think right now in the post-Brady era, yes, there was a lot of opt-outs last year. I, I just don't think it's enough for Belichick and company. Give it a couple of years. And also, let's not let's not forget 
it'll be Mac Jones starting a quarterback. How often do you see a rookie quarterback have success in the playoffs in his first key in his first year of his career? Not too often. So I would say ceiling, you make the playoffs as the third team coming out of your own division, but no playoff win. For the floor, I think it's kind of similar to what I said with the Raiders. I don't see them bottoming out at all. I think at worst the Patriots could go eight and nine this year. If they get double digit losses, if they go seven and ten, that would honestly surprise me because they went seven and nine last year without all these players, without Cam Newton for a time. I think whether if you're revolving between Mac Mac Jones and Cam Newton, I think it's a much much better quarterback scenario than what the the Patriots had last year. So anything worse than eight and nine for the Patriots, I would be shocked by. Going on to the Chargers, I think their their stealing is a playoff win, just because Justin Herbert now has had a whole year under his belt. And I just think the Chargers do have a, a solid team around him, built around him. So make the playoffs, obviously not as a division winner because the Chiefs are going to win that one. And the ceiling, too, I think it's similar to the Patriots. Again, I would say anything worse than double-digit wins would honestly surprise me. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Thanks so much for listening. Check out all of our work at Steelers.com on the podcast page. Just look for Steelers Standard there. For Jacob Brecht and Kalangurski, I am Tom Offerman, and we will talk to you guys next time.